Bitch, please. Yes, the dulcet tones of Wayne bring us into this long-awaited. Really? And <laughs> contractually obligated yeah, that. follow-up to live stream for The Cure. It's only taken us the last day of 2023 we're doing this when we recorded with... Seems like my timetable. Live stream for The Cure <laughs> in May of this year. So we are, what's that? Seven months mm. and a half months or so. We are finally making good on what we pledged to do that day. So obviously live stream for The Cure is a wonderful weekend of podcasting organized by Nicholas Haskins. From Nicholas Kitchen now, two peas on a podcast with what Gerald, dog. who's another co-conspirator in that whole thing, and then along with Dan X from the Netflix and Swill podcast. I don't know if Stacking Triggers is still a thing. Those three get a whole bunch of podcasters together, and then they raise money over our segments in the fight against cancer. And we were there for what's become a little bit of tradition, winding it up the last hour. So they'd already they hadn't made their total this time, which was a very, very ambitious total. I so should mention they've made tens of oh, thousands of dollars like, over the years yeah. for you know how like much we've made. Don't fuck all exactly. So I can't remember so, what the exact figure is, but it's absolutely incredible. These three gentlemen, in particular, Nick and Dan, oh, what, all of them have have contributed to the world. Mm. We just put out dick jokes each exactly, week, exactly, exactly, in the form of reviews of <laughs> shit and countdowns. So we pledged. To review two films, well, films chosen by the people who put money in. Exactly. I can't remember who chose what, so I do apologise, but I'm pretty sure Chris Yini was one of the people, patron extraordinaire to the show, who absolutely teed us up. So, of course, everyone chooses shit-ass horror films for Wayne. Right. And everyone chooses shit-ass musicals for me. Right, and I think you got off lately, quite quite frankly. Uh, no. Oh, trust me. No, no, <laughs> no. I've seen the movie that you... You've seen my movie? You've seen I've seen yours too. So this is fun. We're going to review Terrifier from 2016, Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to review Mamma Mia from 2000 and... Fucking, is it eight? Who cares? So... It's <laughs> yes, 2008. <laughs> Mamma Mia, the movie. Now, Wayne, why don't we kick it over to you right. to start with? I don't think we can go back and forth on this. We can probably just have to talk to them separately. 2016's Terrifier is a slasher film written and directed by Damien Leone. And it stars no one of consequence and anyone that you've ever seen. But mm-hmm. it features Art the Clown, who has become a bit of a horror icon. Is that so? On the basis of the second film in particular, Terrifier 2, which... Broke independent box office records for how much money it made. What? Yeah. Okay, you people are sick. Um, yeah, all right. All uh, right, wait, give us the plot. Okay, so everyone, uh, it's set on Halloween night, and there's a girl named Tara Hayes. So she finds herself the obsession of a sadistic murderer clown, Art the Clown, mm-hmm. who sets his sights on three young women, along with anyone else that gets in his way, to just, like, chop them up and stab them and shit like that. Do murderous and things. Murderous things. Apparently, it is based on a character from a successful horror anthology called All Hallows Eve. That's right. Yes. Right? Hold up. So now I do want to say. Yes, please. Wayne, this is only eighty-six minutes long. Thankfully, it made four hundred sixteen thousand dollars at the box office. What do you think its budget was? Uh, thirty-three dollars. <laughs> 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 All right. Like realistically, if Reap cost us five grand, then this must have cost ten. <laughs> Thirty-five to fifty-five thousand dollars. Come oh, on. The, pra- the practical effects in this thing are. Pretty bloody impressive. All right, so let's just get into this because here it is. If you look at the actual cover or the whatever poster of it and stuff, Art the Clown is truly horrible, horrible, horrible looking. He's yeah. very, very, very scary, kind of ass looking, blood drippy, and it is a. It is a mime. He doesn't speak. He does not speak, but it's 
So as, as to his creepiness, I feel. I suppose so. I suppose so. So what? I so I'm watching it, right? And I'm like going, "Fuck these guys!" I'm just really pissed off, right? <laughs> so I'm sitting going, "That's exactly my reaction to Mamma Mia." Bro, I was trying to Welsh out of this, and Paul and his well, fucking honourable heart tries to push me. I think Wayne's text message back to me was, "I fucking hate how honourable you are." Exactly. I'm like, "You're a cunt." <laughs> fuck you. No one would have noticed if we didn't do this, but fucking no, Paul, they they fuck would've. off. Really? The last year of the Cure Runners would have noticed. I'm sure the people who asked us they would have forgotten about us like yesterday's potato <laughs> son. Anyway, that's fine we did it and here it is so i'm watching it going this typical slasher shit i'm already hating my life and 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 this life and so and me okay. and, and paul definitely okay. um and i would say that the one thing that everyone by the way i'm gonna spoil this fucking it's 2016 who gives yes. a shit right it's you seven, shouldn't watch this how's that it's right? up to be eight years old by the time this gets released so right. yes so i had heard that there was a famous scene where i talked ho- i talked about it where a woman gets sawed in half in front of her friend all right which is like, what's wrong with you people? Okay, so f- let's just get out of the way. All y'all who like this are some sick motherfuckers. I don't know what's going on with you. I'll bang half of you. The rest of you can fuck off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, thrill me. Overall, the film was so shitty that the violence and gore didn't really bother me like I thought it would. Oh, okay, all right. Because, like, fortunately, it's so poorly made, like most horror films, hey, oh. that it's easy to step out of the plot. And you can realize it's another stupid-ass slasher film. Yes. So, well, that's the way I work. At, look at every film. It's, it's not real. I don't do that, Paul. Okay? I'm invested. I want to give the director my time and my attention well, yeah, and my emotions. But that's not, like, thinking it's real. Yes, which makes, which makes, me, which makes me think that maybe there's no point in watching slasher films you know because you're like well i don't believe this anyway what am i even doing here so anyway ah, yeah, yeah, in your well, general direction. so um i think i've only got two slashes on the docket for next year so far <laughs> i got news for your fuck face <laughs> you got two <laughs> anyway one of them is terrifier three oh uh, no, yeah that's, that's, that's a joke um okay terrifier so three is not a joke but that being on the review docket is uh, trust me the other one's a joke too so <laughs> uh it does start with a relatively promising sort of beginning i will say that like not promising uh, none so of this is they're promising. sitting at a pizza restaurant or something or other and then art comes in and is doing his thing yeah and he's and then these two girls and then they're like they're sort of like silly hoes or whatever because they <laughs> the car broke down or whatever and then one sits on his lap and takes a photograph yeah. and hey whatever incites you know, the beast incites the beast right and so that's fine, but then once essentially it just be, there's no plot. Okay, let's face it, there's no plot. It's just a murderous well, clown. He goes yeah. around, he traps some bitches, uh, fucks up some other motherfuckers working at the place where they turn up. Uh, the sister comes along. There, all right. The scene in question about the the sawing in half. It is in fact a woman upside down, suspended by her ankles, yep. and he saws her from burger to head. Yep. Right. And it's like ah, and I'm like oh my god, and then whatever, right? Oh and my god. Yeah. And then there's like you know it's like titties and stuff like that as well. So and then at one stage he wears someone's titties. Uh, he runs out wearing head and titties of a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm like um okay. Actually, I do wonder how that practical effect was done. Whether it was just a woman out there with her own titties and the other. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, now there was one clever thing-ish about it because the movie starts with a disfigured woman who's being interviewed by the news yes and it's like and then eventually she goes nuts and then kills the news reporter after a while and blah, 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 blah. and then and then it cuts to the girls in the diner and yada 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 and then what happens is they they finally they they call one of their sisters around the sister gets terrorized she gets a face eaten by out the clown and then the cops supposedly shoot the clown He's no he dead. shoots himself that's right he shoots himself yeah. that's right then he comes back to life, and of course, that usual horror bullshit where you can't kill the bad cunt, right? Yep. But then at the very end, you find out that the girl, 
the woman who's had her face eaten, the sister, is actually the woman who was at the beginning. So the whole movie was a flashback, which is a shade worth closer to clever. I thought the best, not the best, that's the wrong word, because obviously I had some fun with the gore and the ridiculousness of this this film, whereas you did not. I totally understand. No one's going to convince you it's a good movie, and they can't. They should. Absolutely. But they actually killed off the main character. I didn't expect that. Not so early in the film, and then suddenly we're following Vicky, and so that's a real. Sorry, the, the main character being Tara. Oh, of course, yes. So Tara is the one being pursued for the first two thirds of the film. Right. Then, then right. it's her sister, like you said, comes along, Vicky. Yeah. And then we're following her. Maybe it's the second half of the film, really. But then she stumbles across Tara being dead. Yes. So I didn't expect that, to be honest. That I thought they'd team up, combine, and then you know fight back together, and maybe one, one might die. But that's this is not a usual slasher trope to follow a main character, kill them halfway through the film and then follow someone else. Okay, okay. It makes me wonder though, like when you're a proponent or a maker indeed or whatever of these films, like essentially you're reveling in the sadisticness of it. Are we right here? Like making people watch while you cut a friend in half. Like it's all that kind of thing. That's particularly heinous and and over the top. But I mean, in most, I think Michael Myers films, it's it's more about the fun of who's going to get killed next and how are they going to get killed and, yeah. So you're supposed to laugh, aren't you? Are you not supposed to laugh? I think in you're this film, to laugh. I don't think you meant to laugh and to be like grossed out. It's trying to gross you out. This is a gross out horror. Yeah, that's true. Film. That's true. It's not um, a comedy at all. Yeah, and I've decided. Yeah, and I, th- I, I the, the way I get through any fucking horror movie that Paul tries to make me watch is that I go. There's a cameraman right to the left. Yes. And there's a cameraman to the right. And yes, the, it's which, all fake. Which means why are you watching the fucking movie? I ain't drawn in. Well, then you can think I about ain't... every movie ever. I don't with movies that actually engage yeah, me. Because you have to turn off that part of your brain and worries exactly. this is real. Whereas I don't have that part of my brain. Yeah. I know everything's a film. I'm marveling at the creation of So how do you love art. anything? How, how are you moved by anything if you're not engaged inside yeah. the film? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I do. I, I am engaged inside the film whilst acknowledging this is all fake. So I never get too upset or too... Oh, don't get me wrong, you know, tear, tear up, teared up when Logan died. No, so. but then you are. Then you are yeah. in the film. Yeah. So. But, but I know it's a film. I know... Yeah, I know I, I Hugh Jackman didn't really I die. Yeah, but I know he doesn't have Adam. What's it called? Adamantium. Yeah, adamantium claws. Come, yes. come out of his. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, look, maybe it's a playoff. For me, it's one or the other. But there you are. Okay, you're. Uh, whereas for me, it's. it's I'm all the way I out. All the way in. It's Schrodinger's cat. I know the cat's in there and not in there at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I have a complex enough brain. So there you are. <laughs> All right, let's hear about fucking Mama. So terrifier. Look, no, oh, come on, let's give it a score, Wayne. Oh, zero. out of a hundred, fucking zero. Zero. Come yeah, on, yeah. this is the worst film you've you ever put- seen oh, in the history of the show. Worse than Bad Boy Bobby. It's a political zero. Uh, it's <laughs> a- <laughs> All right, look. If I'm going to be honest here, uh, let's see. Okay, if I'm going to be objective, like a professional, fuck on this show. Yeah, I know. Mm, okay, for its time, for what it's doing, for whatever. It's the fact that it has no budget. plot, tiny budget. It's, it's appealing to people who aren't me. Let's go with thirty-eight. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because that's, obviously that's it made a splash. High. I didn't expect it to be that high either. Well, it's either 0 or 38, Paul. Oh, 38. So- 38 it is. <laughs> the second one, by the way, made for $250,000. Had five times the budget. Made $15.7 million at the box office. Look, business-wise, that's amazing. Is it a good show, Paul? I like the second one a lot more than the first one. Though it is too long. It's 138 minutes long. At least we've got you to watch the 86-minute oh one. My God, I would have Paul Pazula the fuck out of that by putting it on <laughs> triple speed. <laughs> There's no triple speed. Whatever, I'd make one up. <laughs> Quadruple then. <laughs> All right, from Terrifier to one of the greatest, no, worst musicals ever made, Mamma Mia. Sorry, it's Mamma Mia. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the movie. So Mamma Mia, 
exclamation point in the movie. It's a 2008 <laughs> jukebox musical romantic comedy. What the fuck is a jukebox musical, Wayne? I don't know. Does that mean you're supposed to sing along? I don't know. Directed by Philidia? Philidia Fish. Screenplay, if there is such a thing in this film, kept by Catherine Johnson. There's only screenplay in this film, Paul. How else are you going to Stars, Meryl Streep, Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, Stellan Skarsgård, Julie Walters, Dominic Cooper, Amanda Seyfried, and Christine Baranski. It was released June 30th, 2008 in Leicester Square and July 10th around the rest of the UK. It was made for fucking $52 million. Well, did you see Meryl Streep? Approximately 150 times the budget of Terrifier. <laughs> and it made $700 million at the box office. What a fucking joke. But it is 700 million times better than Terrifier. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, do you know anything what Mamma Mia is about? Let's see. Because this is film that, yeah. is fucking hilariously bad. <laughs> I'm trying to recall... Basically, the chick, the young girl, the Amanda Seyfried yep. girl, her mom is Meryl Streep. Yep. And Sophie, she, her name is. Yep. Oh, no, Sophie is the kid. Right, Sophie's the kid. So Meryl Streep is not... Qu- I'm not sure if the kid's not sure or Meryl Streep's not sure, but one of the two handsome... Both three, of the handsome three, men... Three. Or Stellan Skarsgård. Three handsome... Okay, two handsome men and Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> put a load in Meryl Streep and she's not sure who the kid yeah. is. Back Could 20 years is, ago. But 20 years ago? Yeah. So then... The- so like the entitled brat that she is, right. she invites all three of these men to her wedding... Without telling her mother. Right. And is it in like fucking Greece or some shit? It is on the Greek islands. Yeah, so it's beautifully set. Mama's run a, like, not a B&B, but yeah, something like a and b there all these years herself and raised a daughter herself. And Cunty McCunt Cunt, i.e. Amanda Seafried, right. wants to have one of her fa- her actual father walk her down the aisle, which is, I'm just like, oh my God. But she, but all three, but no one knows who the father is. No, no one knows. So she says, I'll know as soon as I interact with him. God. All right, look. <laughs> let's 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 take a step back, Paul, and understand what this is. You shit. No, you are a Broadway writer or whatever. This came from Broadway, right? I think it is. It was a show. I'm pretty sure it was a show. First. Right? Yeah, sure. You're like, okay, we need to make some money here, people. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the ABBA stuff, which is gonna cost us this much money to do, and then we're gonna make it into a musical. And I'm gonna have to set it somewhere that uh, house wives and moms would like to visit. So it's got to be glamorous and that's why Sex in the City 2 was set in fucking Dubai and shit. Yeah, but it's not glamorous. Everything's very, very down to earth and very, very... Not, not the... Um, shit. Not the, like, like, I mean, the, the, the surroundings maybe, but you don't get a lot. I mean, there's a couple of scenes or, or numbers on the beach. On the beach, Most of in, in the villas, villa. things like that. Yeah, okay. Well, they, um, yeah, okay. And But that's what they're doing here, okay? They, this is for not us, Paul. No, right? I, not, absolutely not. Not even me. Terrifier's not for you. Yes. Mamma Mia is not for me, so take this with a huge grain of salt. Maybe you love Mamma Mia, the, the movie. <laughs> I guarantee you that's not how it was. <laughs> that's the only fun I fucking have with this film. Okay. So, look, I'm going to. Well, you've tried to explain this to me before. Yeah. But, okay, if you buy into a world where okay, eh, they can just start doing a number in sync and whatever else, why is there background fucking music playing that they're all in, in sync to? Because you are buying into a premise and the movie is making a deal with you, Paul. Didn't make any deal with me. No, it makes a deal with you. For example, what's that fucking Les Miserables, right? Never seen it. Okay. That, <laughs> okay. That director actually said your point where he said... It's stupid. No, well, he I said, might probably like that movie. He said you can make Mike a deal with the audience, but he was, there was no device for, for the audience, to, for, the, for the characters to start talking and then all of a sudden turn into a song. You know, yep. he did, so he did so, everything as a musical. So everything is I song. like that. I know. You would no, like it better. I like it logically. I yes, you like it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now, with still, does this, music play underneath them as they're singing and dancing or is it all just them singing? Because if they, if they all just sing, I can kind of understand that. If you live in a world where you just sing, okay, fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's happening is... <laughs> The uh, you as the audience going to a musical 
are expected to afford the filmmaker the ideology that when someone sings, there's just music. It might be happening in his head or her head or your head, but you're no. presented. Yeah, again, because there's, there's no, no overt deal no, made with you, you dislike it. They're all it. engaging in it. Right, okay, so, so let's get over that. One of the many studios, moving on from that. So here's the storyline in a nutshell. I'm going to read you some of my notes as I, as I wrote them. Woman old enough to get married and trap three men to come to a wedding, one of whom is supposedly a father. Talk to her mother, let her know how desperate you are for closure on this issue and bring her in on it. End of film. <laughs> Well, there's no. Instead, just do this behind her back. <laughs> this rendition of money, money, money convinced me that if you like ABBA, why would you listen to Meryl Streep's inferior version? What I did not realize is Meryl Streep is as good as it fucking gets in this movie, dude. Because dear God, does it go downhill from there, bro? She is definitely the thing about this movie. <sighs> but we have to and get we, something we talk, very important. We talked about this at Only Murders season three. Yes. She's got some good pipes, and I will give the only score I get, get this movie gets from me is for her efforts to try to enliven slash bring some class to the songs because everybody else two-way person fucking sucks hang on a in second, this Paul. film. Hang on a second, hang on a second. We need to talk about this because in, in prep for your review, not mine, I went and viewed the some scenes from Mamma Mia. I'm sorry. Because here's what it is. When I saw this for the first time, the only reason I saw it was because I heard Pierce Brosnan oh my God. cannot sing for fuck all. But right? you know what? Pierce Brosnan's not the worst. Yes, he, he is. No, he, he gets a bad rap. He has to do more singing than anyone else of the guys, but he's better than Colin Firth and Stellan Skarsgård, who basically have to croak out about three lines of singing, he said in fucking quotation marks, through the rest of one of his numbers. He's carrying it. He's shit. Don't get me wrong. Mm. They're worse, and they minimize them. As much as is humanly possible, much as during the Buffy musical, they minimise Alison Hannigan's singing. Okay, yeah, good call, good call. Here it is though, right? The, the one, for me, from what I remember from when I saw it, the one absolute oh my god performance was when Pierce sings SOS, right? Yep. Now, when he's doing that, he's in the villa and Meryl Streep and him are doing a duet, yeah. right? Now what he's and then doing she is, takes over, thank God. She does take over, but for the beginning part of that song, I'm sure you're not familiar with that song, right? Um, no, I'm not. When he's doing the verse, it sounds like he's doing a bad Italian. He's like, that's not how the fucking song goes. <laughs> and then it's like, and then the chorus, which is the best part of the song. So when you hear me, darling, right, that he's belting that out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just woefully it's bad. But I said, he has too in. much to do. Well, he was actually said that he was on a talk show when he's talking about it. And he said, when I got this role, I had to learn to sing. So I'm walking around the house with a walkman. And he's fucking trying to sing. And he's 2008. Fucking get an iPad. Or whatever. Or, Maybe it was a Zune. Anyway. <laughs> his daughter like, came up and just stopped him and said, I'm very worried about you in this role. Because it was so bad. Good on him. Anyway. Absolutely correct. Then I wrote the next thing. So the friends ripped the absolute heart out of Dancing Queen, which is my favorite ABBA song by a fucking million miles. Oh God, that will never fucking cease to amaze me. And God. when I say the friends, I mean her friends. So Julie Walters and Christine Baranski. It's so shit, Wayne. And then uh, my next note is, my will to podcast is slipping away by the track. <laughs> <laughs> I might even hate ABBA by the end of this. Uh, then I'm like, Boaha, when the men start singing, everything that's come before it almost seems passable by comparison. Our last summer, terrible, just stunningly terrible. Why? And then I couldn't work this out. This is set in contemporary times. Why do they look like 70s fucking rejects? Why are they all dressed in this particular way? It's you're talking weird. about the dudes? You're talking about the chicks? You're talking about the young All people? of the above. It's just really? very, very strange. I can't say I noticed that. But you know what? I was thinking of this as well. 
my mom and and all that went to the the stage musical of Dirty Dancing. Oh yeah, good, and at the, awesome. by the end of the show, everyone from the audience is on the stage dancing. Sad. That can give you an idea of what's going on here. It's asking something of you as a viewer to allow the music. That's what's happening, Paul. And that's why you can't get there. The music's got to be good. It's not. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the next song is Dominic Cooper and Amanda Seyfried having to do a duet, which is funny enough. It devolves into a bunch of guys with flippers taking him away to his tag to. <laughs> Is this movie I must admit I can't remember that. But <laughs> <laughs> ah, then the Super Troopers, the song, once again the friends, fucking stinking it up. Uh, every so often, the film score kicks in, which is just a sample from "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this film yeah, fucking sucks. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a sequel, Paul. Yes, 2018. Not in a billion. It, I'm as likely to watch that as you are to watch Terrifier too. Okay. Because I've heard that's even worse than this movie, which I find even I inhuman. Whereas Terrifier two improves. Yeah. This film. Even I haven't seen the second Fuck one. Fuck me. Uh, yeah, but he does with SOS. Thankfully, Meryl has some pipes. Well done, film. You found the only storyline less engaging than Who's the Father? And that's, <laughs> who's the unattractive Kyrgyz woman going to bang next? <laughs> hey, I would do Meryl Streep in a heartbeat. Oh, it's Christine Baranski. <laughs> she's she? meant to be the hot woman who's got like three ex-husbands and she's banging some young black fella on the uh, island who's all over her trying to stick his cock inside her and I don't understand why. Okay, I have to remember who that is, but okay, okay, yeah. He's yeah. a good-looking bloke. Good looking bloke, and yet he's chasing this cougar because apparently there's no one else on this island to bang. He must be rich. And then Julie Walters is like basically chasing Stellan Skarsgård, trying to pin him down, much as your girlfriend's trying to pin you down. <laughs> <laughs> if only, Paul. Okay, all right. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you actually find out who the father is? No, because I agree to all agree that we'll all just be the father. <laughs> uh, fucking hell. All right, I forgot about that. <laughs> but, but Pierce ends up back with Meryl Streep and they live presumably happily ever after, at least until the sequel 10 years later. Look, Because he pick- never really wanted to leave her and he went and got married. And he was divorced and Meryl Streep didn't know that. So they got married instead because Amanda Seyfried, by the way, realizes she had just been trapping Dominic Cooper, didn't really want to get married, but then why did he fucking say yes? Because he's been fucking sucks. That's why. <laughs> To be fair, if you're going to pick one of those men, you're going to pick James Bond now, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, actually, it turns out that, uh, I can't remember what his name is in the film, but Colin Firth, he's gay. He's got a young lover. So, what? Yeah. I can't remember that. So she, he, was, he literally says, you are the one woman I ever loved. And then he grabs the guy next to me with the only woman. I don't know if that's offensive or not, man. I don't think it's you offensive. Know? I think it's nice that he's, he experimented. He's bi. Well, not by He banged a woman. He certainly seems very gay by the end of this film, so... Maybe her her burger turned him to men. You know? Well, I'm, I'm saying there's a lot of ways to read that. That is one conclusion. <laughs> now, look, you know, if I go back to my past, at one stage I dated a woman who ended up becoming lesbian. So, and I, really? I, I believe I was I the mean, last. Yeah, we didn't sleep together like that, but just apparently enough being with me was enough to do it. So No, no. Well, I um I actually once slept with a woman who was a lesbian. Yeah. Didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> and then just when you think this film is fucking worse. <laughs> go on. That little ugly little friend, Take a Chance of Me, sung to Bill Skarsgård, Stolen Skarsgård. Oh, okay. He reciprocates with some almost singing, almost. Oh, and Harry is jumping in as well. Yep, he sucks like this film. <laughs> <laughs> then they come back to Daisy Queen for a song over the end credits with Meryl and her cronies banging out. Then the whole cast join them over the credits. I'm just like, for fuck's sake, film, end! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, my uh, final score exactly as predicted. Ten. Oh, fuck off. Out of 100. Actually, who cares? <laughs> oh, my it's God. Uh, I'm so glad this is over now, Paul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen, to our rantings, our old man musings, and my oh, man, middle-aged trauma, man. let's face it. Oh, apparently, um, apparently, my singing is even better than Pierce Brosnan's. Uh, or, except, definitely better Paul than is better than Colin Pierce Brosnan. And Stellan Skarsgård's maybe about par with 
with Pierce Brosnan, but no one's going to cast me in a musical because I've not been James Bond before. And yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is, people. It's not for us, and uh, that's fine. And that's going to happen so, anytime. Look, the whole point of this was you were meant to torment us. You've done well. Congratulations, who live stream for the cure. for me, all of you. I can't remember who it was. It was it was a discussion from memory in the chat. So well done, everyone who contributed to the live stream for the cure money that the wonderful gentleman there raised. And this is our payment for that. We hope. You are satisfied. I feel like there was one other film we were meant to do, but I can't remember. If you remember what that was, Don't we, will tell honor, Paul. we will honor that. I will honor that. I think it might have been two for me. No, maybe it was two for you because you were shitter than I was on that day. Could be. Let us know. But if you're not, then there we are. We have ticked this box. It is done. Please, I think live stream for the cure is coming back maybe one last time. I'm not sure. I don't want to speak for Nick there. But if it does, we'll be part of it. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll once again talk about We will also do it much quicker next time. We'll just get it over and done with. We'll rip it off like a band-aid, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> rather than have this wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want this fucking thing happening again next week Why would you come up with something better that you can offer them and it can't be your penis that's all I have Paul <laughs> <laughs> and it's not much <laughs> don't okay. know much uh, thank you so much for joining us again for this bonus episode of the countdown we don't do many of these anymore so we hope you've enjoyed our uh, pain we'll catch you next time see ya